Church, it's great to be here. Um, and so, you know, this is a this is a great opportunity and privilege. Anytime um, I have a chance to uh, preach the word of God, and, and I always thank God for that because, like I mentioned before, <laughs> in my family we never had anybody who's been a preacher before. You know, so it was one of those things. I'm like, oh God, you you think I can do this? I don't. Th I think somebody else is better than me to do that. But you know, <laughs> sometimes even you try to reason with God. You know, that's that's not gonna work. When God wants you to do something, He will give you the all that you need to do it. So, um, let's pray. Father God, I just thank you, Lord, for who you are. Father, I just thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. God, I just pray, Lord, that uh, you would speak through me, Lord, that you would speak to your people today, because, Lord, this is the day that you have made. Lord, we will rejoice and be glad in it, and I pray, Lord God, that you would minister to your people to your word, Father God. We thank you, Lord, and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen. So this morning, um, uh, when uh, Pastor Cindy um, and Pastor Steve asked me to preach about uh, you know today and I I thought to myself you know I think it'd be good to you know kind of talk about being thankful because here we are just celebrated Thanksgiving and I think I don't think it's gonna be redundant because we, you and I can never be thankful enough you know for what God has done for us I don't know about you me being in Minnesota is is a miracle in itself. I pleaded with God to go to Texas, but God said, "No, you're gonna be fine." I mean, you know, the missionary who supported me said, "We're gonna give you plenty of clothes." How many of you know a little a Haitian like mine? You tell him that you're gonna give him plenty of clothes. He'd be like, "That that won't work," you know. But God is faithful, and God is good. And the, the, the text that I chose for this message today is found in 1 Chronicle, chapter 16, verse 8 to 13. It says, Give praise to the Lord, proclaim his name, make known among the nation what he has done. Sing to him, praise to him, sing praise to him, tell of his wonderful act, glory in his holy name. Let the heart of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. Remember the wonders he has done. His miracles. His miracles. Um, his mir his, the judgment he, he, he pronounced. You his servant, the descendant of Israel. His chosen one, the children of Jacob. Now, you guys are probably familiar to the story of this uh, the uh, lady uh, who was, you know, going to the mall trying to find a parking spot, and somehow at the time it happens to be raining, and she asked God to help her find a parking spot at the entrance of the mall. 
And lo behold, as she was saying that, a spot opened. And guess what she said? Never mind, God, a spot just opened up. Now think about it. <laughs> we, you guys probably laugh about that. But do you know that you and I, when we talk to God, it doesn't matter little or big. God hears us. Sometimes he answers immediately. Sometimes he waits a little while. But he still answers for some reason. And, uh, and when, when you hear that story, you begin to think, you know, so many times you and I ask God for something, and when we get it, we somehow think it's coincidence. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I think we ought to give God's credit because when we call on him, he answers us. Sometimes, like I said, immediately. Sometimes we have to wait. And just a few days ago, you and I celebrated Thanksgiving. You know, this is a time people eat a lot of food. <laughs> That's the first time in my life I, I actually eat and fall asleep at the same time right away. When I came to America, I went to Thanksgiving. I, I think it was a pastor, pastor Dan Turner. I went there. I, I fall asleep on the couch. And <laughs> remember, I wasn't at home. So, and I wasn't by myself. We were a bunch of Bethany uh, college students, so I had somebody to wake me up. <laughs> because remember, those couches, when you sat on them, boy, I tell you, it feels good already. Plus the turkey, oh boy, I went, uh, I went through a long nap. But there's a lot of people, when you, talk, uh, when you think about Thanksgiving, all they think is about you know, eating a bunch of food, take a long Nazarene nap, and then they call it Thanksgiving. I don't think so. Is that Thanksgiving? I think Thanksgiving has a lot more to do with food. It has a lot more to do with God than it's to do with food. I think somehow, you know, when they came up with Thanksgiving, I think the, the, the intention, the purpose was good, but somewhere down the line, it became more about food than more about God, the one who provides everything that we need. And this passage that I just read to you, it was a passage of David wrote when they brought the Ark of the Covenant in his tent and he offered some offering unto God. And then actually after that, he actually tell the Levites, this is how you thank God. This is how you worship the Lord. Remember David, when everybody else was enjoying the comfort on their home, he was out with the, you know, animals worshiping God. So he knows what he's talking about. And that you and I have a lot to be thankful for. I tell you, if you don't think you have all that you need, <laughs> take a trip somewhere else. And you'll come back and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We have most of everything that we need in this country than anywhere else. You know, when, when I first came here in this country, I'm looking for toast. I'm thinking French toast. But I tell you what, I heard so many toasts 
I forgot what I'm looking for because I did not know there was so many a variety of. You guys have a lot to be thankful for. And another thing, another reason you have a lot to be thankful for, I, I don't know about you. You guys have vacuum cleaners, right? You have guys have air conditioning. You have cars. A lots of them. You have roads. I, the little highway we have in Haiti, you better pay attention to the road. <laughs> Don't even fall asleep. I'm telling you, it's so narrow. <laughs> I mean, it's like the, the road that we have here, it's like they, put it, they made it for a car and a half. It's so big. We have smoke detectors or smoke alarms. And do you know, when I first came here, when I was living at Bethany, I thank God for, uh, you know, having a dishwasher because they, my job was to do the dishes. So it, was, it wasn't that hard. All I have to do is do just do the prep and then the dishwasher will take the rest. I had to be thankful for that because back home, if you have to do, if your job is dishwasher, you know, washing the dishes, you're going to do a lot of scrubbing, a lot of cleaning, too. So there's a lot of things you and I have here sometimes we take for granted because it's, it's available to us. But I want you to know that each and every day in our lives, we have to be thankful. You know, every time I woke up, the moment I, you know, stood out I get off the bed and nothing hurts. <laughs> Say thank you, Lord. <laughs> I, nothing hurts because sometimes I don't know what I did. I just sleep. Well, somehow you sleep on one side too much, and all of a sudden, oh man, you know. So we have a lot to be thankful for. Now I have a question for you: Why we are to be thankful? Why you and I have to be thankful? You can't be wrong. You can Yes, recognize the blessing that we have and give glory to God. Yes. Yes, we recognize we we are the source of it, the recipient of. It. I think you guys passed the test. So that means you guys been in church. That's good. That's amen. Amen. And I think the reason why you and I have ought to be uh, give glory to God is because everything we have and who we are belongs to God. Everything we have, we may think it's, <laughs> it's yours because you pay for it, but who gave you the money? Uh, you drive. I mean, who gave you the health to actually to go to the store? And pay for it. Everything you and I have belongs to God. And I think one of the reasons we have, we have to be thankful because the Bible tells us that in the last day, people will be ungrateful. In the last day, people would be ungrateful. And I tell you what, you don't want to be around anybody who's not grateful. Because they like like a like a poison. It's bitter. 
you may come in a place with a great mood, a great attitude, but I tell you what, being around them, it just destroy everything that's around them. Because in 2 Timothy verse three, uh, chapter 3, verse 4, it says, People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, and unholy. Now, this is not a category you want to find yourself to be. That's all bad. <laughs> Nothing in there is good. <laughs> Nothing in there is good. Because if you and I look in our society, we'll see, despite different races, you know, people are more likely to hurt other people than to help them. You don't have to look far to see that, you know, um, that people are, a lot of people, they're not grateful for what they have. They always want more, and they never satisfy. But we know that God called us as Christians, as a people that he called unto himself, to not acting like the world, because the world will always want more stuff. But we know once we have Jesus Christ in our heart, we have everything that we need. We have everything that we need. Because living, living an ungrateful life, I tell you what, that's the plan of the enemy. Because he doesn't want you to give credit to God. <laughs> because if you give credit to God, he's out of the picture. That's a trap of the enemy. I've seen people who have so much, but they never they never show any appreciation or gratitude for what they have. And in Romans uh, chapter 1, verse 21, it says, Although they knew God, they neither glorified him as God, nor gave thanks to him. But their thinking became futile, and their foolish heart were darkened. So he's talking about people who knew about God. They knew God. But guess what? Knowing God is one thing. After knowing God, that's the real deal. What do you do with what you know? You know what? They did not glorify him, nor give thanks. And we see the result of what happened to them. That their hearts became darker. Like their hearts become becoming hard, harder and harder toward the things of God. You know, a life of thankfulness, a life where you and I being grateful, is a life where we appreciate what God has done for us, what He has given us. It's a lifestyle for the believers because when I'm walking around and being thankful to God and I'm singing. People may look at me and look at you and say, well, aren't you just human like, just like us? I mean, you know, so things are really bad. You know what? Things are maybe looking not great, but it's in God's hand. I'm going to worship God for who he is. I'm going to praise him and thank him for what he has done and leave the situation to him. Because only him can change the situation that we are in right now. 
And I think it's Pastor Steve who's talking a while back. He talked about, you know, people worry and have anxiety about a lot of things. But guess what? Nothing changed. As a matter of fact, things even got worse. Instead, we, you and I should just give it to God and thank him. And allow him to do what he does best. Because in Psalm 136, it says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His love endures forever. You see, God is always good to us. And his love never changes. When it comes to you and I, sometimes we think, well, we missed the mark and God is mad at us. God, son, I already know. I already know. And you may think that being thankful is easy, right? No, it's not. <laughs> Otherwise, all the people in the world would be thankful, right? But they are not. And I want you to understand when you live a life where you're thankful to God, it's not natural. It takes supernatural power of the Holy Spirit in your life to be thankful to God. It's not natural. And it's not easy. Because we know that everything that we need, it's in Jesus. And one of the things that you and I need to do is to avoid falling into the trap of the enemy and not live a life that is, you know, full of gratitude and appreciation. Because, you know, some, sometimes I, 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 I felt like people want you to have more stuff. I said, no, I don't need, I don't need seven TV in my house. I, I don't have time to watch TV. Why do I need a TV in my garage, one in <laughs> One in the basement, one in each room. I said, no. Too much. I, that will take over my life, don't you think? That will take over your life. Now, you may not sit alone on the TV watching anything bad, but guess what you do? You waste a lot of time and a lot of, I would say, crap that doesn't help your spiritual life at all. So, <laughs> and I remember I argued with one of my neighbors, I don't need a TV in every room. I really don't. It's not because I'm against TV. It's like, <laughs> I want to watch. The only thing I watch on my own TV is probably sports, some FBI stuff, and I go to bed. Why would I have one in my room? No, in my room, I want to, like, read the Bible and pray and go to bed. I don't need anything there. Because I heard what happened when people have TV in their room. It's 2 or 3 in the morning, they're flipping the channel. And then they go to work. They don't look awake at all because they didn't sleep. So now I'm not saying that if you have a TV in your room, take it off. That's not what I'm saying. I just say about me, I, li I like to go to bed and sleep. So... I just remove it because I think that sometimes we bring a lot of stuff in our lives and thinking that they're going to help, they don't help. <laughs> they just become a lot of roadblock, <laughs> you know, because sometimes people do pray before they go to bed, but they flip the channel again. Guess what? You just clean yourself from all the junk and then you open the junk box again 
before you go. Don't do that. Don't do that. I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm, I'm, I like going to bed when I know I wash myself, you know, you know, with the blood of Jesus, jump in there and allow the Lord to cleanse me. And I go to bed fresh and waking up fresh. And another thing I want to say, you and I, I don't have kids, but you and I need to teach our children to be grateful. We need to teach them to be grateful. You know, they may not have everything they want, but teach them to be grateful. Because guess what? You and I can out, can never out thank God. And when you thank God for the things that you, he has given you, the things he has blessed you, guess what he does? He gives you even more. That's the God we serve. Because we live in a generation right now, I can tell you. And they're not grateful. It's all about themselves, me, 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 myself, and, and I. It's all about them. There's no God in the picture. And you wonder why the enemy, you know, is, you know, the enemy has a vast terrain to, to attack. And if you wondering, okay, how can I be grateful? You know, all you have to do is open the book of Psalms. I just love, David just laid it all out there for you. <laughs> you just open the book of Psalms, you'll see. And David says, in God we boast continually and give thanks for your name, for, to your name forever. And then there's a, a, another passage of scripture that we know. He said, enter his gate with thanksgiving, his court with, with praise. Because you and I need to put God first. Make him the center of our lives. That's all we are to do. You know, you, you and I need to thank God for the material thing that we have. The people in our lives. I thank God for this church. <laughs> I thank God for this church because the only time I can't come to church is because it's a big problem or I'm sick. Oh, I don't want to get you sick, then I don't come. Because if I don't come to church, oh boy, I know that you guys know I'm not here. And one of the things that I know is because I belong to this place and you guys know me. You guys care for me. And also, you guys, you and I need to thank God for the tribulation, <laughs> you know, the trial that we face. And also the salvation and God's presence. You know, sometimes God show up here and his power is so amazing. <laughs> There's nothing you and I can do but to just embrace his presence because he, he is here with us. And that's why as a church, as, as a congregation, as a people, you know, individually, you know, we need to kind of show gratefulness to God for what he has done. This is something that we have to do individually in our home, but also corporately as a church. I thank God for this church each and every Sunday. You know, now we got... You know, on top of free coffee, I got more donuts. I mean, I got to thank God for that. And more money to the donut, you know, we've got to bring more money to the coffee. We want to keep it going, you know. 
And one other thing also you, you and I need to think about is that Paul thanked God for every situation that he finds himself into. He thanked God for, for every bad thing that happened. You know, all the time they almost killed him. All the time God rescued him. He thanked God for every circumstances because you know why? Because he, he gets to know God's provision. He gets to understand God's protection, you know, how God promise, you know, stands. Because they try all the things they could to kill him, but they can't. Because God is, in, is the one leading him and to the thing that he has for him. And then in 1 Thessalonians verse 5, 18, Paul says, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. You and I need to put our trust in God. Don't rely on the thing that you have. Thinking that, yes, they just stop. But the best thing that you and I have is having Jesus Christ in your life, the source of everything that we need. Now, how can we live a life of thankfulness? Well, first, I think you and I need to give God thanks daily. Make it a commitment to give God thanks daily. You know, make it thank, thank the Lord for the fact that you wake up. Thank the Lord for the fact that you have a job. You can actually go to work. <laughs> it didn't snow that much. Even when it snows, well, the God, God will protect you. Thank him. Because each day you and I get to experience is a blessing from God. Make it a commitment. I thank the Lord when I wake up. I thank him when I'm going to bed. Thank you, Lord, for another day you have allowed me to live. Because he, he, in the word of God, it says that tomorrow is not promised, right? So if I have a day, I might as well thank him for that. This is something that I, even when, before even I confess my sin, I thank God just the fact that I can come before him. He allows me to come before him. Make it a commitment. Give God thanks daily for the small thing and for the big things. And I always thank God for the things that I don't see. Do you know there's a lot of things that God saved you from Don't you have no idea? Because <laughs> I remember I was downtown not, not too long ago, maybe last year. I was going to work and I was about to switch lane. And before I, I was about to switch lane, some things in me said, look twice before you. I look first thinking I'm clear, but the voice said, look again. Guess what? Because I listened to the voice, I was going to hit another car that was driving so erratic because I thought I would have the, the, the way to, to switch lane. But the voice held me to look again. And lo and behold, I was almost, and then I, I thank God for that because he saved me from having a an accident. So as you spend time with God each day, give him thanks for the little thing. 
Give, give him thanks for your health. Give him thanks for the fact that you have a roof. You know? And, you know, because I believe that when we thank God for the things that we have, he actually protects them. The furnace from going out, <laughs> you know, because you give him thanks. He kept the furnace going, you know. You thank him for your life, I mean, you know. So, and uh, in Psalm 100, verse 4, it says, Enter his gate with thanksgiving and his court with, with praise. Give thanks to him and bless his name. And in First Chronicles 16, verse 8, it says, Give praise to the Lord. Proclaim his name. Make known among the nation what he has done. In Colossians 2, verse 6 and 7, it says, So then, just as you receive Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your life in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing thankfulness. You see, not only we're growing in the faith, but overflowing thankfulness. And the second thing that we can do if we want to live a life of thankfulness is tell people what the Lord has done for you. You know, I love when you tell me something that the Lord has done because I'm thinking, if he's done it for you, he, might, he should do it for me too because I think he loves me just as he loves you. You know, because God is the only father that the, he, all his children are his favorite children. <laughs> God doesn't have grandson or granddaughter. Nope. All, he called them all his children. He loved them the same. He loved them with unconditionally. Tell all the people what he has done in your life. Because in First Chronicles verse 16, verse 9 to 11, it says, Sing to him. Sing praise to him. Tell of his wonderful act. Glory in his holy name. Let the heart of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord, his strength, and seek his face always. Tell all the people what the Lord has done for you. When a lot of people ask me, how you ended up in Minnesota? I have a long story to tell them. I preach to them without them knowing that, and they can tell me to stop because they ask me. They ask me. Now, I don't pray. I don't ask them to kneel down so I can, you know, ask them to receive the Lord, the Jesus, as their personal Savior. But guess what? They get to know what the Lord has done for me. Once they know it, all I have to do is plant the seed. The Holy Spirit will take care of the rest. In Psalm 118, verse 28, David says, You are my God. I will give you thanks. You are my God. I exalt you. See, David understand that he ought to give God thanks and lift him up in his life. And the last thing is always sing praise to the Lord and remember what he has done for you. Always sing praise. Always worshiping God and remember what he has done for you. Do you know it's a lot. It, God may be doing things in our life, but at a certain time we tend to forget. 
Remember what he has done for you. Because it's easy for us as humans to forget. In Psalm 92, 95 verse 2, it says, Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. In Hebrew 12 verse 28, the word of God says, Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken, let us be thankful and so worship God acceptably with reverence and awe. And in 1 Chronicles 16, 12, it says, Remember the wondrous act he has done, his miracle, his judgment, they pronounce. You, his servant, descendants of Israel, his chosen one, the children of Jacob. So if you and I want to live a life of thankfulness, make it a habit by taking God daily for who he is in your life. You know, tell all the people what he has done. Because if you don't tell them, they're not going to know. And always worshiping God and remember what he has done. Would you stand with me? With every head bow, every eyes closed. Um, let's take a time right now to thank God for all the things that he has done for you. And tell God what you're thankful for. This is something that you'll do in your heart. And nobody else needs to know. It could be your spouse, your children, your grandchildren, your family, your friend, your church family, a place you can worship, your health, your salvation. You know, the list goes on and on and on. Just thank God for all he has done for you. Let him know that the things that you're thankful for. And if you want to make a daily commitment today to always be thankful to God in good and troubled time, raise your hands. Thank you. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, for who you are. We thank you, Father, for being a God who cares for us so much. Lord God, you provide everything that we need, Lord. Before you even created us, Lord, you create good works for us. God, I just pray today, Lord, that as a church and as a people, Lord, that we'll live a life of thankfulness to you, a life of gratitude and appreciation for the things, Lord God, you have blessed us with. And Father, I just pray today, Lord, as we made this commitment before you, Lord, that you would help us to daily follow you, to daily walk in your word and follow your ways. God, I just pray today, Lord God, as we're getting ready to go home today, that you would, Father, give us a traveling mercy. And Lord, that you would help us to always follow you and do the things that you call us to do. Lord, we, I look forward to hearing next week, Lord, some of the things, Lord God, that you have blessed us with because you have lived, we have lived a life of thankfulness and gratitude and appreciation for you. Lord, we just thank you for who you are, Father. We praise you and we love you in Jesus' name. May you grow in the grace and the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and to the day of eternity. May everybody say amen. Thank you.